will sleep better than you have ever slept. You've never been this relaxed. Are you ready to change your life? I'm Rusty Diamond, certified hypnotist. You don't need to leave your house. You can stay in your bed. You can stay in your favorite chair. You just need a computer or your phone. You can get a hold of me. Stay at home. I'll make your life better. Hypnosisisgrade.com It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo. Rusty, what is up, everyone? It is today. Today is Friday. It's Friday, so do your Friday stuffs here. Do your Friday stuffs, whatever your Friday stuffs is. Welcome to the Public Access Podcast, the podcast. Now the pup 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 podcast out of Pennsylvania, Intercourse, Pennsylvania, and. Today's cool, man. So, uh, pop, 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 podcast. There you go. That's going to be, you guys will get that one too. The stealing La Bamba, making it pop, 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 podcast. So, thank you everybody for being here and listening or watching. If you guys don't like my face, you can check us out on Spotify or iHeartRadio or Amazon Music or I don't know, whatever you want to listen on. You can check that out if you don't want to look at me. If you're listening to this and you're like, hey, I wonder where that guy goes. And I know where that guy goes. I wonder what that guy looks like. Go, go check this out on YouTube or Rumble if you're a Rumbler. So let's bring on my guest right here, right now. And my special guest right here and right now is back for his third time i believe sean young what's going on brother what's going on dude so uh all right so ace ventura pet detective yeah uh lois einhorn her name is sean young correct yep so how does that work with you and I, I've I've had many people that are like, oh, are you related to the actress? No, no, I'm not. Okay. I, actually, I actually, funny story, I got to change my name when I was younger. So I changed my name from what it originally was to Sean Young. Because of the movie no. Ace Ventura. No, no. So okay. uh so long story. Uh I had my mom's last name. I wanted my dad's last name. And I was living with my dad and uh, he was like, Hey, we can go get your last name changed. And I'm like, yeah, cool. 
And I was, he was like, if you could change your first name, what would it be? Now, my first name was Richard, which was my dad's first name and my brother's first name. So there's three of us living in the household with Richard. So it's like George Foreman. I was about to say it like the George Foreman. Right. And so I said, Sean, and now I don't know why. Well, I know now why. But uh, when I was a kid, I didn't know why I picked Sean. But it's because when I was younger, I was I, I was infatuated with Shawn Michaels. Okay, mm. all right. So I picked Sean, but I S E A N, right? But you, you did the C N, yeah, not not the the Sean. Yeah, I did the C N, the Irish, the Irish spelling, right? One of the right. variations of Irish. And so, uh, Dad said, "Okay, you picked your your first name. We're changing your last name. What would you if you could change your middle name? My middle name was Adam." I literally switched a few letters and it's Allen. So Sean Allen Young from Richard Adam Garris. Well, okay. Yeah. All right. So what happens? Do people ever bring up the name of the name? Do you have, like, because I know people now, some people don't want to associate with their old name and stuff anymore and get something like, you know, offended almost as hearing their old name is that something with you or are you like if someone calls you your other name does that do anything or you just like that's my name no it doesn't it doesn't bother me uh and and as a matter of fact i haven't been called my my old name for a very very long time that happened i i got my name changed when i was like 11 and yeah so like 24 years now so anybody who would have known the old version of me is probably either dead or i don't associate with them okay so that works yeah so okay yeah because i mean yeah i forgot what they call it where it's like don't call me my is it dead name dead name dead Dead yeah people call it dead name i don't get offended by it there's like not a lot that offends me yeah, me neither, man. I get people that call me my other name, and uh, it's like that's not my name. Yeah, no, that's no, not my name. Come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> and, but, yeah, no, I don't care, man. Um, but yeah, dude, I don't know. So, um, fuck, man. It's so it's been a little bit, and uh, you're doing more and more podcasts. You're turned into you network within a network kind of kind of yeah i so i have my recover out loud stuff still going on uh during the month of october i did like spooky content which was fun my last episode was a catholic exorcist which absolutely blew my mind right like i don't know if you got to check that episode out but that episode like changed the way that i look at things right and and like so? oh man you know it, it's be check it out yet i'll Okay. So, so I don't, I'm not, I don't believe in God, you know, a hot topic, religion and, and, uh, and politics, huge, huge topics whenever you talk about them. Um, so I don't really talk about religion a lot, but I don't necessarily believe in God. Right. Um, I'm noise pagan. I think I've said that before yeah. uh, on here. I think we talked about yeah. that first time. Yeah. And so, uh, when, when I was, having a conversation with, with this priest, uh, I never sat down first, never sat down and have a, had a conversation with a priest period. I wasn't Catholic. wasn't raised any of that. Um, so this was a first for me. 
And uh, I absolutely never sat down and had a conversation with an exorcist either. So that was really cool. Right. Well, I mean, where where do you find uh, an exorcist? Like, I don't think they have them um, at probably every Catholic church. I mean, I went to a lot of Catholic churches. Or not a lot. I went to a number of them. But I don't know if any of them were able to do exorcisms. So, yep. where, so where do you find that? Well, so I actually was on YouTube and uh, when I was looking up guests, when I was trying to find guests for for my October content, um, I went on on YouTube and I just like looked up exorcist, Catholic exorcist. Right. And there was like two that popped up that were very prominent in, in America. And so the first one I reached out to, he didn't respond. I didn't think he was going to respond. You can't necessarily reach out to a, a exorcist and expect them to respond, you know, about anything outside of that. Right. The second one I found on a lot of different platforms, right? Uh, he was on Facebook, Instagram, all these other places. I'm like, that's odd. You don't necessarily every day see a, a priest out there, you know, or an exorcist for that matter, talking about these things. And so uh, I, I found his email and I sent him an email and I had zero expectation of a return. And he was like, yeah, I'd love to come on and, and share my experience with you. And I'm like, wow, that is insane. And so uh, when I sat down, I learned a lot about like how people are appointed exorcists and like the training that goes forward with that and like some of the different experiences that he went through right like you just don't walk into a catholic church and you know or or go to go to your seminary and then come out and they're like you're an exorcist like yeah there there's a there's a lot of time frame that you have to serve as a as a priest within the the diocese that you're in um your your bishop or or your art yeah your bishop is actually like the person that oversees exorcist and he technically is an unofficial exorcist and then he appoints you the exorcist. He he says, "Hey, you are going to be an exorcist now. You got to go to Rome, and you have to train at the Vatican." So you go to Rome. You spend some time in the Vatican. You train under an exorcist, like this exorcist that I was talking to, and three months performed forty four zero exorcisms in training. I mean, is it like flying around the world probably to fucking wherever? all in Rome, all in Rome and within the within the outlying areas, crazy stuff. I don't know. I didn't really get to that point because I was just so dumbfounded that I had this exorcist. Right. But, uh, you know, he was explaining he was explaining things and, and like how uh, if you believe in it, demonic forces enter into a, a person's, uh, you know, psyche or everything like that. And one of the big questions that I had he answered right off the bat because you see in movies and in Hollywood where you got priests that are just willy nilly out there performing exorcisms. They're like, you look like you could be possessed. The power of Christ compels you. Right. And you're like, well, what the, the fuck? <laughs> These dudes just roll out with a full exorcist kit. You know, no, that's not how it happens. Right. They have a full medical staff. Um, at their disposal right so they have the physician that's there to check like the actual physical being of somebody that is believed to be possessed or that they believe they're possessed and then you have a psychologist on staff that does a full psychological evaluation on the person to see if they are sane or not right and if they're sane then that shows that there is something that is actually wrong with them right and uh so the the 
the exorcist is actually trained to be a skeptic where they're trained to to rule out literally everything they got to debunk everything before they get to that point of this person is possessed damn yeah wow yeah so does he live at the fucking vatican or no so he trained at the vatican i think he trained for 18 months there if i'm not wrong and then he flew back he lives in indiana um he right all all the all crazy shit happens in indiana in the midwest yeah, right right uh he lives in indiana and uh he is the exorcist for the archdiocese of indiana so there's a 50 exorcists in the country maybe something something yeah something like that and he's amongst one of the the more well-known ones and uh, you know, if you've seen the movie, uh, I don't know if you like horror movies, but the the uh, the Pope's Exorcist, they talk about Father Mart uh, or Gabriel Mart, and um, he trained right with Father Mart before he passed away. Whoa! Yeah, Is this guy old then too. No, he's maybe in his fifties or sixties, but he's here's the, here's the crazy thing, right? genuinely one of the nicest human beings I've ever talked to in my life. Like him and I had a, had that conversation. And then what really like struck me was after the cameras turned off and like him and I were just doing that post, you know, chat. Yeah. I was sitting there and I was talking to him and I said, look, I don't believe in God. And this is why I don't. He didn't judge me. He wasn't like, ugly toward me he didn't like try and rush me away he was like that's normal and he was like you know um it's it's not outside of the realm of understanding that you know you wouldn't because of some of the situations you've been in in your life and i'm like what literally i i turned the camera off like after he left i turned the camera off and sat at my desk for like 15 minutes like what just happened what the fuck just happened it's a great answer yeah that's what that is, man. That's fucking smart. That's powerful. Like if uh, I mean, he has to, you know, be at the top of his. Because I mean, I would. I don't know. We can talk about religions, I guess. Why this is no reason why we can't. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's a great way to get someone interested, get someone to be open to their religion and sorts it's very like the the wording man it's fucking um you know go go back to the whatever and nlp some neuro-linguistic programming dude um fuck dude like it's stuff that's gonna like stick in there in some weird fucking you know, thing that they figured out to, you know, some tool to be able to make it stick in your mind and make you fucking get that into your subconscious thought and just kind of, like you said, just kind of leave you in bewilderment for 15 minutes. Yeah. They got you in a, you figured out some code of hypnosis, man. Right. Yeah. (laughs) the great and then, and then another thing was like i asked him i in the episode i said what has been the most challenging part of being a priest in the early priesthood right and he was he was ordained in the early 90s 
And he said, you know, in the early 90s is is right around the time where all of the accusations against the church came out. All the accusations against uh, against priests from altar boys or from other people within the church. And he was like, so upholding that that uh, that priestly image. Right. And, and straying away from what society looked at us as and being that that model um, of what a priest should look like. And I was like, you have the right answers, my man. <laughs> you fucking, you got the right answers, friend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, it's pretty crazy how he just is able to, that's his thing. And that's like what, what you learn. That's what you learn. And that's a powerful fucking tool to walk around with, man. And the fact that he's an exorcist, it can uh, exercise the demons, dude. Like, yeah. Could you imagine, like, if he could go to a bar to go pick up someone, like, whoever, like, what, whatever he's, you know, who, whomever he, he's trying to impress. If that was more of a thing that priests do, like, to be like, yeah, I'm an exorcist, like, what's MB up, like, MBD, no big deal. Yeah, I'm an exorcist. Yeah. Dude, like, that's fucking cool as shit. To, like, today I had a showdown with Satan. It's not a big yeah. deal. I'm live. I'm allowed to tell the tale. <laughs> Never been beaten. Never. <laughs> fucking undefeated. Fucking exorcist, man. Like undefeated exorcist champion of the world, bro. Yeah, dude, <laughs> that's got to be a shirt, man. Um, dude, uh, do you do any merch? Do you uh, do I do. I I have I have merch. Uh, nobody's bought it, but that's okay. It's there. That's it's okay man um what what is your merch um so, so who's the provider sure oh big cartel big cartel okay so like okay yeah a lot of wrestlers use those yep yep i have, I have yeah i have a friend that uh that ran with big cartel and he's like yeah they're awesome so i made my designs on canva and then converted them over to big cartel okay how's your canva game it's getting a lot better man uh a lot the more time i spend in it the more and and like i use my creativity the more i'm like i'm getting good at this right like i'm making my own uh intro videos now and i'm making my own graphics and some like if you've seen the graphics for uh for the the boneyard that the yeah. halloween i came up with that by myself hell yeah i i literally is like this is what i want and I ran it by one of my friends and she was like, that is fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, like I was, I've talked a lot about a lot of, or to a lot of my guests about this with, you know, with AI and shit. Um, like people who fucking suck at art, but can conceptually think up something, which is what I am maybe maybe you too maybe you're good at art but being able to do it but as someone who fucking sucks at it like i feel like i have the tools what my brain's trying to output that my body is not learned how to do yet so yeah. it's fucking cool man it's it's a nice level field now until the people who are already really good at it can take their real skills and do yeah. new stuff to it and then we can catch up and you know it keeps on going like that but 
Um, are you using uh, for to get your uh, designs and stuff? Are you using like AI at all? No, no. I I refuse to. Nope, uh, me, just me. You're making your designs. Yep, making my designs. I so I I conceptualize it and I run with things and I'm like I don't like that. Take it out. Uh, I want to add this. Oh, that looks cool. Boom, keeping it in. Um, like for Beyond the Veil, my new show that I have out, I did these graphics and I was like, that looks cool. And then I was like, yeah, but that's taken away from my guest, right? Like I don't want to take away from my guest. I want them to be the center focus of the of of the flyer right? right so then i just completely destroyed it got rid of it started brand new and i created this thing that looks really cool where there's mist there's candles like floating candle river in the background with them as the centerpiece with their name and, and who they are uh and and, and the showtime and I ran that by by the guests that i already recorded with that were coming out soon they're like wow we love it Dude, yeah, that's fucking, that's awesome, man. And, yeah. You know, it, it's something that, a skill that who would have thought we would have needed to be able to do that. The good thing about Canva is that you just, every time you, like, say it's a template. Yeah. And you, if you go and you bookmark it, um, you save it as a template and you can have multiple ones down yeah. your shit and that's something that's great so like for each of my different shows i just have a template and then i just have to change you know a few things but basically have what i want and who would have thought you know when we were in high school or whatever it's like hey you're gonna have to learn how to make these thumbnails right uh, like, what's a what's a thumbnail you got uh, you got to build graphics what are graphics yeah, what are graphics like? Fucking like eight bit, right? <laughs> Oregon, Oregon Trail. Yeah, dude, man, dude, that game we played that a lot, especially fucking being there, dude. Yeah, um, I lived in the city, like, well, so the end of the Oregon Trail, I guess, is technically the ocean, mm. but. It's Oregon City is uh, yeah. the end of the Oregon Trail. And that's, so I lived in the town next to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but dude, there's these falls there, the Willamette Falls. And it's the second most volume in uh, like water that goes through in the North America behind Niagara Falls. Wow. It's not the highest, but just like the most water going through it. But yeah, dude, it was pretty cool, man. Uh, but it's you know it's not as easy to get to. Yeah. As Niagara Falls. It's like there's Hell's Canyon, in uh, I think it's in Oregon. Um, I'm pretty sure it's in like yeah, Eastern Oregon. Um, and it's bigger than the Grand Canyon, but it's just not as easy to get to. It's not as well known either. Or not as well known. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, I don't know why I started talking about. Oh, the Oregon Trail. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That game, man. That game was all over, dude. And we, yeah, get to be like, oh, man, we made it to fucking Oregon. And, uh, 
Dude, well, like the the reason I bring up Oregon Trail is because uh, my, you know, some of the commercials they're recycling a lot of what it what used to be when we were kids, right? right. So like Netflix now has a Carmen San Diego show, and who's the host? I don't know. It was a cartoon, and so yeah, so my my. My girlfriend's daughter is like, oh, that looks really cool. I'm like, that used to be a game when I was a kid. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego, right? Yeah. And then, and then, you know, they did another one with Oregon, Oregon Trail, and I was like, that used to be a game when I was a kid. And so, like, looking back at those at those things that are being recycled, I'm like, holy shit, people just don't have an original thought anymore. No, man. No, <laughs> we don't, man. That's we don't. We don't need to because fucking uh, we're getting like our capitalism is nostalgia. Yeah, <laughs> and for people our age, man, it's like, hey, man, you have money now. You can go out and buy all this shit. This uh, yeah. you can go out and buy all this shit that you kind of wanted when you were younger, man, and you, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and now you can afford as an adult well yeah now you can afford as an adult now you get it and dude that's what our whole fucking age group is our i guess millennium i'm i don't like calling myself a millennium i i still go with generation y uh but uh i guess i'm a millennium but i don't feel like because like millennium like it's like 80 to 90s something 90s i don't know 90s something but that's a big pretty big, big gap. gap like i don't feel like i'm anything like uh people who are like you know 10 years younger and we're, we're kind of different people kind of different but uh i mean dude the nostalgia dude like and they did this show even um man it was pretty cool uh they only did one season and it was called everything sucks filmed in oregon city mm-hmm. um at the uh they filmed it at the uh the public access studio nice uh, and and the high school right there um which was cool like dude like that public access studio is where like that's why i have the public access podcast that was where we'd have to go like to go do i don't know like when taking our videos that were like you know me and my friends fucking around like right probably you know jackass yeah tom green like right around that time going and you know putting that on public access and like <laughs> and then they made that show dude that show it was a pretty all right show but it was just like the 90s thing and then like then like portlandia um, yeah dude was fucking it's so when i lived there i was like man this isn't it isn't funny. It was too close to home then. Um and now it's now I think it's funnier. Um I I don't know, but there's some ones that fucking crack me up. Yeah, because uh, I'm just kind of watching it because I was like, I don't I don't really want to watch it. I watched like I don't know. I watched part of the ones the ones I was in, mm. but like that was that was about it. But man, there was one they had it was pretty fucking funny. I was laughing my ass off. Um, and it was, 
So did you ever watch that show? No. India? Okay. So do you know the premise of it? No. Okay. So it's uh, two people and it's like a sketch comedy show, mm. like poking fun at of, of Portland, Oregon. Um, okay. And so it's Fred Armisen. He was like a, on you know, mm-hmm. he can be like he's one of those people like uh, Rob Schneider. He can be like any sort of person, looking person, like and it's fine. And uh, so him and this Carrie Brownstein, um, is like her friend. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just a sketch comedy show making fun of Portland people, um, and the Portland stuff they do because Portland's a fucking, it's a weird, yes. weird place, man. And, uh, they did this one. So they had this episode or like these reoccurring characters that was a, it was a feminist bookstore. There's really this like is actual place and these two super feminists and they go, they get tickets to a Blazers game, a basketball team. Yeah. And they go there and the the cheerleaders are out and they're doing their, their <laughs> thing. And just like the, the stuff they're saying, cause like it's all improv. Um and they just they cut it up. Um that was one part that I didn't like I thought there was a lot more funny parts that should have been kept on that yeah. didn't make it on. So we had a bit of a different sense of humor, me and whoever cut the show. But, but dude, man, that one, dude, like just watching the stuff that they would say, um, I was like, man, they, they really nailed that. Like, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. Cause like I, I got, I don't know. Cause it was a weird time, man. Like it was a really weird time. Uh, and then, so like, and then one of the guys, like, um, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I won't get into that. I, I, um, I fucking like ended up filming a pilot. I don't yeah. know if I can talk about it, but, um, I didn't get picked up, man. And, uh, it was weird, man. It was, it was weird. So like I was, it was a weird one. It was a weird one. Yeah, dude. So um I mean I I've already told the story on here. Um so when I was doing comedy, I had I had someone say, Hey, uh so and so is fucking like making what like wants to you know make a pilot with you and someone else and it's gonna be like just you know follow me around and uh like a day in the life folks yeah yeah and wanted to and i was working at a hotel at this time and man and I so bet it was fucking like, crazy. Yeah, so they're like, "Yeah, we want we want to come to the hotel because I was doing valet there mm-hmm. um, overnight, and like we want to come and like talk to you, me and the, this other woman who was like, her and I would have been the show, and um, so they come by, and the 
So it was it was me and then the, there would be two people at the hotel, me and then this woman who worked at the front desk. She didn't like me. Uh, so I go out there for a while. Like I'm just standing outside and like I'm filming. And mm. so, you know, there's security cameras everywhere. So uh, eventually she fucking sees this going on and like, you know, comes out and is like, what are you doing? And uh, I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't want to say anything because I knew I'd get in trouble. But like, I'm like, I want this opportunity, man. Like, I don't know if this opportunity is going to come around again. Like, if you want to come do this, yeah, come by at fucking one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning and let's film this. And um, yeah. And then so I and he, they wanted me to move one of the customer's cars, like pull it forward and then, you know, put it back mm -hmm. so they can get a shot of that. And uh so they had me work the rest of the week because it's a hotel and I'm overnight. And it was you know, good luck finding someone else to start at that time. So it was one of those they're gonna wait to have a meeting with me. And if I wasn't at this time, if I wasn't there uh, working, I was on the road wrestling. So mm -hmm. um so like yeah, the end of that week. They're like, hey, we need you to come in here. At the end of the shift, too. Oh, uh, we need to talk to you. And uh, yeah, so I guess the that I got ratted out by the the desk clerk. And uh, so it's the manager and the HR person in there. And a, I think a security person. Because I was a wrestler at this time and they were scared uh what? me doing something so they fucking escorted me out they're like did you move this you know customer's car i'm like yeah and like okay well you're fired like we're gonna have so-and-so escort you out so i lost my job for that pilot but that job was kind of shit in a way <laughs> anyway so um but that pilot was cool man and like it was it wasn't wasn't what, like, because yeah, it was me and this other woman. All we did was we we talked, but it wanted to be like this. It was like yeah. this sort of a, a thing. So, yeah, it didn't get picked up um, unless you know, seven eight years later they're gonna pick it up now. It reminds me of that show, What We Do in the Shadows. Have you what, seen that? Uh -uh. Oh man, it's like a like a camera crew following these vampires. It is fucking hilarious. It's on FX, but they say what they want, right? So there's fuck bombs everywhere, and dude, it is so goddamn funny. There's and and it like talks of it's pretty much like stereotypical like vampire shit that they do. Like they sleep at during the day, come out at night, eat people beef with with werewolves right and then like there's fucking an episode where they're doing a big ass orgy right <laughs> it's just fucking oh, shit. it is funny it's funny as shit oh my god but yeah that show that show is pretty goddamn funny um they have familiars so like humans that are like rimfield right and like 
uh one of the humans his name is guillermo and <laughs> guillermo finds out that in the latest episode he finds out that he has bl- like his his like descendant way 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 down the line is like van helsing <laughs> he has these like powers where he can kill vampires but he just doesn't realize it right and he's like going through the season and he's like killing off these vampires but he's a familiar for a vampire so like oh shit yeah and he he has like like he brings these wooden stakes in and one of the vampires is like the fuck are you doing go put those away go send those back and he's like i can't i bought them on amazon that's like really not how this works and at the end of the episode, you see him and he's like, he's like, if my master decides he wants to get out of line and he opens up like his, his fridge cooler and there's like five or six goddamn wooden stakes in there. And he grabs three of them and throws them and it hits the portrait of each one of them in the heart. It's so goddamn funny. Cool. Yeah, dude. I thought I thought you were going to say his name was Gary. Uh, <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Gary the Vampire. No, there is a vampire, right, that is human, but he's an energy vampire, and he, I think, is the fucking funniest one in the whole the whole goddamn series, because he he works in, like, this office, he just walks up, and he, he starts, like, these weird nonchalant conversations, he's like, do you know that the lions in the Serengeti live this long, and I'm gonna tell you how long they live and why they live that long, and he just goes on this rant, and you see people just, like, and he's just back there, he's like... I'll have to give that a give that a whirl, man. It's fucking funny, man. It's funny. I I haven't found a show that funny in a long time. Uh, that's okay. Well, then there you go. That's saying something. Yeah. There's yeah. There's the uh, the shows. I don't even know, man. I've gone walk going back and watching a lot of old stuff. I'm yeah. doing my nostalgia stuff, but uh, capitalism. Yeah, you know capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah dude going back and just watching weird shit man um but i don't know man like stuff. i have a hard time like staying with shows yeah yeah it has to like intrigue me um i got like part of the way through suits i have one season left i'm like Ugh. yeah i didn't even get to to that one <sighs> i don't i don't watch a lot I guess I watch the same things over and over. <laughs> I try to watch. I watched all of Sons of Anarchy and I loved it. I got through partway and I stopped. I I kind of want to finish it, but I don't know. I got through like four or five seasons and stopped and just yeah. never picked up. I don't know why. Yeah, I like Sons of Anarchy. I like Game of Thrones. Okay. Game of Thrones was my not, okay. That uh, last season pissed me off. The well, I mean, it was, I think it was one of those shows that they just didn't know how to end it. Mm-hmm. It just it went on and on. It was like, uh, so the the weeds and um, fucking. What was the other one? Uh, the Orange is the New Black. Mm. Same person. I think both those shows, they got too long. Like they thought that, you know, like there's no way they'll let us do this show. And then they end up doing like three, four seasons. And they're like, oh, they still like, we had this like 
yeah for like we'll be surprised we get that much and then they end up doing like a few more seasons after that and it's yeah. just like oh i don't know what to do but they were so hot uh let's let's keep this going that's and how stranger things is yeah just yeah i mean that that one same thing yeah like you'd think that it have like four seasons and they'd be like okay well now what there's yeah. no way they'll let us do more than that and it's like well we want more oh shit yeah now the now the kids are like older like how are you going to portray a uh, uh, 11 or 12 year old as you know they're being 18 19 20 years old right yeah. it's weird yeah i didn't i didn't even watch that show i enjoyed it if you like D, that's a good show i don't know i'm a nerd i know you are you're more <laughs> of a nerd I, I it's cool though man i i'm friends with a lot of nerds so uh it works out okay i i i guess i am in a different way uh, uh what percent i had i had a percent i want to say it was 70 because there's there's a rap if you ever uh ever want to see me rap uh, a rat. A rat. <laughs> a rat. Do, you, do you remember? You remember WCW where Kurt Henning did the rap, rap is crap. crap. <laughs> yeah, dude, I remember that man. Dude, Jeez. Some good shit, man. Rap is crap. <laughs> like I, I, do, I love Mr. Perfect, dude. I yeah. was, I was big into that, and uh, that was one. Uh, that I was I, I went to uh, I went to his grave mm. um in Minnesota and I don't remember what town it was. Um but yeah I went there I think I went there twice dude mm. um but dude he was a he was fucking like really good dude he was really fucking good and it's it sucks like he had those injuries but it's cool he got to come back for a little while and get that second run he's somebody i he's somebody i i think that never got a championship like world title run that should have he didn't need it yeah true he didn't need it man like he was over at every time dude like and could always tell a great story um you know one of those positive second uh, generation kids um and man dude like if you watch a lot of his shit like if you go back and you watch his awa stuff mm -hmm. uh dude man some of that stuff is pretty fucking great dude um yeah it was cool him and fucking uh playboy buddy rose uh, you have you heard of Playboy Buddy Rose? No. And let me okay, let me pull this shit up. Oh, so boy. Playboy Buddy Rose was like my training grandpa. Um, he died like a year before I started wrestling. Um, but he was pretty big in uh, let's see. He was big in like the territories, I guess. Yeah. He had a little 
bits of things like in the early 80s and like 90s with WWF. Mm -hmm. um, but it just kind of died because he would be fucked up. Yeah. One of those things. So, what are them deals? Yep. Um, there we go. Pull this shit up. I think that's going to work. Okay, cool. Give me one minute here. Oh, shoot. Another guy, like, I really, really, like, admired was uh, Terry Funk. Dude, fuck yeah, Terry Funk, dude. Terry Funk is great, dude. Terry Funk is fucking amazing. Terry's the man. You've tried and tried and tried, but no matter what, you still can't lose weight. But change is in the air. It's the Playboy Buddy Rose Blow Away Diet Plan, and it makes losing weight a breeze. Here's how it works. Unlike other diet plans that restrict your caloric intake, the Blow Away Diet lets you eat whatever you want, whenever you want. Forget about strenuous exercise. Say goodbye to messy diet drinks and never count another calorie. Because with Blow Away, you simply shake on the patented Blow Away powder, sit in front of an ordinary muscle <laughs> plan, and blow, blow, blow the weight away. Want an extra piece of cake? Go ahead. Thinking about that extra pat of butter? No problem. Because with Blow Away, you blow away unwanted fat just like that. Blow away your way to a tighter tummy. Blow away your way to thinner thighs. And blow away your way to a firmer fanny in seconds with factory formulated blow away. This was Playboy Buddy Rose before. But with blow away, he lost this much ugly fat. Now he's a slim trim 217 pounds. He looks great and he feels great too. The blow away diet is not available in any store. You can only get it through this special TV offer. Here's how to order. To order blow away, have your Visa Investor card ready and call 1 500 LERD. Lord ass. Do you know why? You've tried. That's uh. That's <laughs> oh shit, that was good. Dude could fucking go, man. Like he could, he could work it as well as fucking anybody else. Because uh, there's two things with wrestling: you're either in ring shape or you're not in ring shape. And people don't have to be in. You can be in any shape to be in ring shape, and like. He was one of those guys that even when he fucking, when he was looking like that, dude, he could do like one arm push ups and like wow. he fucking can bump around still like a fucking pro, dude. Like he was like one of the better big guys, uh, you know, like uh, whoever you want. Uh, but I think he's kind of almost in the category of his own, dude. Uh, yeah. But could you tell he, he had a drug problem? Uh, with the blow away. Yeah. Uh, the first so thing made, I thought Coke. Yep. They made that into a big joke. And that was his fucking, when uh, they brought, they bring him in, he would be like a, he was maybe a little bit more than a jobber in the nineties and WWF, but mm -hmm. like in the early eighties, mid eighties, like right before, like he was in the, the first WrestleMania, he was the executioner. Okay. Um, but, yeah, up until then, dude, like, yeah, he was, like, doing title matches and, like, was going to get the title. Wow. But uh, he wouldn't show up and, like, because he was smoking crack. Or something. Yeah. 
it sucks dude uh but dude was yeah he was big uh big time portland was a weird fucking thing like for uh for wrestling because wow like when the steroid thing came out in the early 90s i think it might have been before like they outlawed portland or outlawed wrestling in oregon until like 2005 maybe something like that really yeah and like i think in what like because of the um what's it called the commission the like the boxing wrestling commission so and then like even in washington like they i think they they still have it that way like you can only do shows on reservations or not charge any money for the shows and you have a show somewhere you have to have a an ambulance on staff like on site at every event wow. just to have an ambulance on event is like a thousand two thousand dollars i think it's two thousand dollars fucking expensive yeah so yeah i mean there wasn't a lot of wrestling in portland for a while but i mean I remember going when I was a kid, dude, to those fucking things at the, um, it was called the Portland Sports Arena, and now it's a mm-hmm. church. Now it's a uh, church. Yeah, and I I would go into uh, work these shows at this place that was like right down the street for a little mm-hmm. while. Now it's cool as shit, but yeah, it's weird. It's a fucking church now, and it but it used to like be a big smoky fucking place packed in uh, wrestling, dude, like. And that that was like when I was a kid. I mean, I think it was up until I was like maybe eight, eight or nine, and then they stopped doing wrestling there. Wow. Yeah. I know that there's uh there there used to be a wrestling school about half an hour from where I live now. Uh, when I was a kid, and it just so happened Terry Funk ran that school up here. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, fucking awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, my dad took me in there one day just to watch him, you know, practice or whatever. Cause it was an open one. It, you could go in and watch people practicing and stuff like that. And, uh, Holy shit. that day, that day he dressed up like chainsaw Charlie. Whoa. Yeah. And he was talking, he was, he was talking about, you know, uh, people getting over through promos and character work and stuff like that. It was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, dude. Even if Terry couldn't work, he'd be over as fuck. Oh, yeah. Terry can fucking work. Dude, I was watching some of his ECW work. God damn. That man put himself through hell. Dude, yeah. And that was when he was like in his 50s. Yeah. And he went went like 10 more years after that. 15 years after that. Yeah, dude. Man, it was ridiculous. Um, I never saw Terry wrestle. I don't think there was ever a time where I would have where would have came across to have seen him uh, like going to you know WWF shows or anything like that. Yeah, that would have been a cool one to have seen to watch Terry work. Yeah, I, you know, it would have been. I think he would have been cool to watch in Flair. I've I've never got to see Flair wrestle. Yeah, me neither. That would have been cool. I don't like. I don't. I'm not a fan of Flair, but see him now. No. But yeah. 
He he should have fucking left when he got kicked in the goddamn face by I was gonna say Brett Michaels, Shawn Michaels. Um, yeah, that should have been it, dude. It was beautiful. Like it was nice send off. Great moment, man. Like that whole part, that whole fucking story was so perfect. And uh, call it fucking Kurt Hennig, man, because uh, yeah. it was it was absolutely perfect. And, yeah, and then he came back, and I was like, "Damn, Larry Rick, man, you could've done anything you like. You Down of a bitch, let it, let it go. Now someone's gonna have to, like, I don't know, I don't know what do you have to do to retire him now." I was in Nashville when he had that his final match, and I I didn't go to the show. I went to SummerSlam, the show before it. Oh, okay. And uh, I'm glad I didn't go. Yeah. I'm fucking glad I didn't go because I would have been pissed the fuck off. I watched it and I was just like, like I didn't order it. I I watched I watched it on YouTube. And I was just like, God, I'm glad I didn't go. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have wanted to to watch that. You know who can still go though? Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett can still go. Dude, yeah, dude. So Jeff Jarrett, like seven years ago, I'll tell you my Jeff Jarrett story. Um. So Jeff Jarrett, this was when he was, before he was going to start Global Force. Mm -hmm. He was doing this gimmick where he would go around, uh, do all these shows and tell people that he was doing tryouts or seminars, tryouts slash seminars for the wrestlers for a spot in Global Force wrestling. Mm -hmm. Um, Man, like I didn't, I didn't bite on it. I didn't do a seminar with him, dude, like, or a tryout. It was a tryout. And I'm like, dude, like, this is kind of, I don't know. I I, I kind of wish I would have done the seminar with him, but at the same time, like, I was kind of like, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know if I want to do this, but uh, like the, he ended up, but he had worked with the other only people that he signed from that he worked with them in India um before and so he signed them but and they were already doing shit because this would have been before they went to wwe um and then became the the sings oh okay with they were with jinder mahal yeah yeah those guys oh okay Um, so he signed them but yeah he did like I want to say two or three days. I went on that trip, man. And so we, a bunch of us had to sleep in a hotel together. It was, uh, and it was like fucking like eight people in a room kind of a deal. Um, yeah. And I fucking went in there and some of the people, uh, that were there, it was, this was Canada. were uh, partaking in some pot, uh, <laughs> of sorts and so i went in i rolled up a fucking joint for them i was not smoking or anything and i just gave it to them and i was like here you go like oh you want to come smoke with us i'm like nope just fucking roll something for you man like i don't know i i enjoy rolling them up uh i guess that's the nostalgia thing again (laughs) capitalism yeah dude but jeff jarrett man fucking can go dude he could go then he was uh 
he has a great mind, dude, and he fucking comes from a fucking being around it. Like yeah. he's got, he knows what to do. He knows how to get over without being a good worker. Much like perfect, I I would say perfect is better, uh, but not by much, and but in a different way, Jared yeah. could get over, and Jared fucking do like. I remember when he came in to WWF. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck this guy, fuck this country music dick, yeah. mom, dude. Like, I did not like him, but that's that's how good he was, man. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing. He was just the biggest piece of shit, right? And like, that's how he got over. It's just being a big piece of shit, you know. And then he went to WCW, big piece of shit. Impact TNA, fucking everywhere. Big, the biggest piece of shit everywhere he went, and he got over by being a piece of shit. Yeah, New Japan, dude. Like he was, he was, he's in every (laughs) fucking big faction that's ever fucking happened. Bullet Club. Yeah. Right. Yep. Exactly, dude. And like, why not? Why not? Why not put him in, dude? And good for him. Good for right. him, for him, dude. And um, if yeah, somehow man, he made it to DX, I would have been like, what? Yeah, the fuck? The, the only thing he didn't do, man. Yeah. Uh, just. He was great in NWO. I fucking hated the silver and and black NWO. But NWO yep. 2000, I hated it because it was it, it felt really forced. But he was a really good addition to it because he's just that piece of shit, right? But he he's got doesn't have the uh, turn off the TV heat, man. Right, uh, change the channel heat, man. Uh, like like yeah, I want to keep watching this guy. I want to see I want to see if they do kick his ass. Like <laughs> fuck yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. Fuck you, Jeff Jarrett. Right. J E double F J A double R E double T. You know, fuck you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't real. I I also didn't realize like how much of a douchebag Scott Steiner really was. Yeah. God. Uh, you. I mean, his gimmick was like really uh, bad. It, that's what it. I mean, yeah, that's kind of what he was. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. What what happened with uh with Scott Steiner with you? Oh, nothing, nothing. I was just I'm watching this thing on YouTube uh called Reliving the War, and it's like a week by week play by play uh of of Monday Night Raw versus W you know Nitro. Oh, okay. And so it's a side by side, you know, segment for segment, and they show like a lot of stuff that was happening. You know, the guy unbiasedly talks about you know the things that happened, you know, in the week. He he only has a bias towards Steve Blackman. He loves Steve Blackman. Oh, the lethal weapon. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, but he talks about like these promos that Scott Steiner cuts and like how some of them are really bad, and how like some of the matches that the NWO were in were just terrible. And I I you know watched them. I'm like, yeah, they're really fucking bad. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have. He was one of those people that he didn't need it. Short, yeah, he should have short matches. Yeah, and just fucking, especially once he got his new gimmick, became, uh, you know, broke away from his brother. And big pop of pump. Big pop of pump, man. Like, put him in fucking matches where he's not going more than five minutes, ten minutes yeah. max. If it's someone who's a really good worker, and just put him in shorter matches and just like he'll get over just much. Like, you don't need to put him in a long match. Try to show off his work rate. Look, necessary. I'm I'm gonna tell you who I think the best member of NWO was, and I think it's gonna blow your mind. 
Okay. It wasn't Hall, Nash, or Hogan. It wasn't Steiner. No, it wasn't even Virgil. Nope, nope, nope. Fucking Scott Norton. Oh, Scott Norton, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. God, that man is an animal. You watch him, uh, any of his Japan stuff? Yeah. uh, (laughs) Yes. All Japan? Do you watch any All Japan? I don't. Dude, uh, if if you're into fucking big dudes, uh, fucking... Fucking each other up? Fucking each other up, dude. (laughs) Go watch that shit, man. Like, uh... Dude, Scotty Norton was just mean. Dude, yeah, it's he fucking God. Yeah, just a big fucker, just just knock people around, dude. Like, cause he could, and it worked great. But he could go. You could he, you could do a fifteen minute match with him. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe fifteen twenty, and be be good, dude. Like, it was, yeah, he was a good fucking part of the. And WO man. Um, yeah. yeah, dude, if you go watch some of his all all Japan shit. I'm pretty sure it's all Japan. Yeah. He was a part of um that all Japan fucking time there was pretty fucking man, I'm trying to think. My buddy Prime. Silas fucking has this saying about fucking big dudes. I wanna say slapping meat is the word this phrasing that he uses. There's big guys slapping meat, but I could be wrong about that one. Big meaty men slapping man meat. Something like that. Yeah. That's yeah. That sounded like yeah. <laughs> like what do you yeah. say, man? Sounds very dirty. I feel like I gotta go take a shower after that one. That's 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 Silas though, man. Yeah, you uh yeah. Man, him and I, that was one of my favorite matches. Yeah. We had, we had ten minutes. So um like Ring of Honor, Silas, Silas Young. Um, no, Silas oh. Mason. He's in NWA. Okay. The the thrill Billy. Okay. Um, you, if you haven't checked him out, dude, check him out, dude. He's he's a cool motherfucker. Him and I did a one off, uh, show that we were gonna go and do more, but he ended up moving mm-hmm. uh, to to Tennessee. But, um, so we did a match. It was a ten minute match, and. We had, we did like nine minutes. Like we had to be out the curtain and back in the curtain before 10 minutes. <sighs> so like we ran or he ran around and chased me for fucking like nine and a half minutes. And then <laughs> like threw me back in the ring and then like ran in and kicked me in the balls. It gets disqualified. <laughs> and then the match is over. And then fucking we end up someone comes in like picks me up and brings me back to the back and that was our our 10 minutes dude um but yeah dude fucking uh cool guy man i fucking i i like i like him dude he uh it was a bummer he moved back to tennessee but you know good thing that he did because he got to get out and uh i kept saying dude like get out there man not not like i'm his fucking cheering squad but like yeah keep at it man keep at yeah. it buddy um it's, it's cool to see him. get the fuck out of here yeah get the fuck out i just feel like um yeah just i don't know wrestling's a weird fucking place man Be, well, being a wrestling fan's a weird place too being a wrestling fan's a weird place man yeah dude it's... wait wait till you go to fucking mania you went to SummerSlam, so yeah Dude, that's a lot of fucking people. A lot of fucking people. And dude, 
man. So now that I live here uh, near Philly, uh, my TikToks are fucking like Philly. I'm getting Philly sports TikToks. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. This is fucking amazing. Like people are crazy. People are crazy, dude. Like Philly fans are fucking crazy, dude. So um, WrestleMania is going to be fucking fun. Insane. Insane, dude. Uh, yeah, I, I at least want to go to. If I don't go to Mania, I want to go to whatever they're doing at the old ECW arena. <clears throat> whatever show they're doing there, I want to go see that. I do want to go to Mania, but man, I don't know. I it's it's hard. Like I thought Access was cooler. Um, whatever the equivalent is now, like where they, you know, it's the. Mm-hmm. But dude, Mania was fucking. It was pretty dope, dude. Like, I wish I would have went when it was in Seattle. But uh, I didn't go there. But, dude, yeah, when I went to the one in Houston, dude, fucking sixty nine thousand people in fucking Texas, dude. Uh, Jesus. Unreal, dude. Fucking unreal, like. I have a buddy that I have a buddy that went to WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans. Oh shit! Okay. And he was like, it, he he lived with me in North, not with me, but he lived in the same town in North Carolina I lived in, and he drove on a Friday all the way down Saturday to Louisiana to go to WrestleMania to turn around and drive all the way back. Holy shit! Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Was it worth it? I guess he. I mean, he had nosebleed seats. He was like, "It's the experience." Yep. Right. Just being in that fucking oh yeah atmosphere is fucking crazy, dude. Oh yeah. It's crazy. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's probably one of the biggest crowds I've been in. Yeah. Maybe maybe Hong Kong might have been more. My my girlfriend, she she's not like a avid wrestling fan, and even she didn't know anything about it prior to meeting me. And I've oh. kind of yeah, I've kind of like, hey, her daughter likes it now. She's a huge fan of Rhea Ripley. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, she's six years old. But my girlfriend's like, oh, you know, wrestling can't have a massive fan base. I'm like, you wouldn't even begin to understand. Wrestling has a huge fan base. I would say even bigger than football. Maybe. There's, is, there's a uh, lot. A yeah. Lot of different kind of people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and I told her, I said, you know, Philly, you know, WrestleMania is going to be fucking packed, slam. She was like, there, no, it can't. Yeah. Yeah, it can. And it's going to be. Yep. Yeah, so, there's no reason why every it's not going to sell out. No. No, I mean, dude, both nights. There's no reason they won't like. I'm glad they're doing it in two nights. Uh, I couldn't fucking sit there for that long, dude. My back, eight hours. My back would be gone. Yeah, and I'd be like through match two or three, and like I need to go home. I, I right. I gotta go, dude. Um, so I'm just I'm excited about seeing CM Punk's fucking music at WrestleMania. Yeah, that'll be pretty fucking big dude like that's dude like you know it's one of those things like when he's made his comebacks dude gives me chills like pretty fucking cool man like especially if you're there man yeah like 
I don't know. He's like the Bret Hart of our era. Not like he said he'd never come back, and Bret said he'd never come back. Right. And there he is, man. There he is. He's here, man. That was it was crazy that whatever August a couple years ago or whatever, last year. Yep. And just yeah, I came back. It's like, oh shit. Yep. I think it was I think it was my birthday. I remember a day around my birthday. Nice. And I was just like, what the fuck? Because I wasn't <laughs> watching it live very often because I, I watch it later yeah uh and uh i watch it later and so that one i think i was watching live because it'll glitch out on me if i Mm -hmm. try to do it watching it live or you know it'll stop playing it'll buffer it'll buffer and like oh darn it darn it um but that one i was watching i just was like Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! Like, yeah. I, I you hear people cheer like chanting it, and then hits, and it's like, yeah, right, dude. How about jacked Randy Orton? Dude, yeah, fuck, dude. I'm glad he's still going. Right. I'm fucking glad he's still going. Like, um, took me a while to come around on him. Uh, or with him, I guess. I come around on him. <laughs> <laughs> Rusty's got a got a soft spot for Randy. <laughs> Coming around on Randy, and uh... <laughs> don't look around the corner, Randy. You might catch something in the face, bro. <laughs> right. And dude, I'm happy. I'm happy he's back. He did. He did that match with Foley back in like '04. Yep. And I was like, all right, cool. This guy, why not? Why not this guy? Uh, Cause you know he was like only just kind of close to our age. Yeah, and it was it was cool seeing the younger guys. Now I see the younger guys. I'm like oh, so little. So look like little. a baby. Yeah, look like a baby, man. Like what? How? how right, like, like watching like watching like Sammy Guevara. I'm like, oh, dude, you're like, I know you're my age, but you look like a child. Yeah, real facial like, hair. Nick Wayne, dude. Oh was, my god. I, I was watching him when he was like eleven, watching <laughs> him do matches. Wow. Dude. Yeah, like that was like out it's weird, dude. Weird seeing like and it was it's Darby. Creepy. It's creepy and Darby. Um it's creepy, dude. Like the it was almost like the the, the Olsen shit. Like the countdown for this kid to turn eighteen. And it's like <laughs> Like what is going on, dude? What are you guys doing with this shit? Like I the know, countdown like, for him to turn eighteen. He's legal now. We're gonna fuck his life up. Yeah, dude. Right. And yeah, man. Fucking wrestling. Jesus. Fucking wrestling. Wrestling's got some weird fucking people, dude. There's a lot of fucking weirdos, and like I, I, the more I find out, the, the more I'm just like, I'm, I'm not. Don't want to know around that much, dude. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't like this shit, dude. I don't like what you fucking weirdos are doing. Yeah, like, I don't want to be associated with you. I don't want to know. Like, that's no. the thing. That's the thing. Like, like when all that stuff came out with Macho Man supposedly with Stephanie. Sure. God, I didn't want to hear that. Yeah, but I, I have a feeling it was probably true. 
I don't, yeah. I'm not going to say it was or it wasn't because I don't know. And that's just speculation. But the kind of stuff I see with fucking wrestling, dude, like all over, I like, fucking, oh, yeah. I believe that in a second. Like, oh, yeah. It's fucked. And yeah, dude, I don't. I so, still. Yeah. 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 Dark side of the ring kind of like, kind of like made me, made me look at, at like wrestlers and be like, wow, you. Some of y'all fucking really suck. <laughs> yeah. like, like from the first episode, the Bruiser Brody episode, I was just like, well. Yeah, dude. That fucking sucks. Yeah. Just fucking like, hey, come, come over here in the shower. <laughs> I'll hang out with me in the shower. I'm going to come on around you. <laughs> There's definitely no sharp objects in here. Right, yeah. <laughs> There's definitely no shanks, knives, yeah. or shivs in this motherfucker. I promise you. Just a quick booking meeting. Uh, we'll be cool. Don't worry about it, man. Don't Just two dudes enjoying some hot water down in Mexico. Yeah. Right, yeah. We're good. We're good. Don't worry about a thing. Uh, yeah, dude. That that one. Like, man. And there's so many. There's There's a lot. And yeah, Marty Janetti's another one, dude. Marty Janetti has a podcast now. I know. Uh, it came up on my my feed of uh, that's a whole shit show. I don't want. That's a whole shit show. I don't want to watch. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy, kind of crazy. Um, and yeah, dude, there's just. I don't know. Not every some wrestlers are fucking really good people. Some are really good people. Some aren't. Some aren't. And so the ones that aren't, like, they're not. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And then you say you walk out when you leave. You walk out with you know the number of friends you can count on your hands less than you know you can count on one hand. Yeah. And yeah, dude. Fucking, it's weird. It's weird what happens, man. It's yeah. It's weird, and it's weird who who you stay in touch with, and and what, dude, and yeah. I I I have a friend that's like, oh, you know, Hulk Hogan is such a good guy. He'll give you the shirt off his back. I was like, what do you know? Like, like, fucking, what do you know? Yeah, ripping it off and like, throw it to you or something like. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, like he would definitely look at you and be like, that's not gonna work for me, brother. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. I don't know. There's a, it's a weird thing that brings around weird people. And it's like, it's also like, you know, fraternity like and shit. And like that, if it wasn't wrestling, I wouldn't, no fucking way would I want to be around that. Like, I didn't like any of that shit. Like, when I was in college, like, I would never wanted to be in, in a fraternity or any of that stuff. And, like, that's what it it basically was or is still. And now it's just kind of different. And I don't know what fraternities are like now. But, um, yeah, it was nothing that seems good for me. But I love wrestling that much that, like, I'll do it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I know the nicest person I've ever met in my life uh, that was a wrestler was uh, Mick Foley. 
Fucking super nice guy. Yeah, just fucking talk and talk and yeah, yeah. Beautiful human being, beautiful soul. What What'd you talk about? Remember? Oh, uh, yep. Yeah. So it's like 2019, and he came up to Alaska on the show, and uh, went to his table, and I was just like, "Hey, I just want to, you know, say thank you for entertaining us." And this is at the time where I was with my ex-wife, and I said, "You know, just let you know, you created a fan and my ex-wife because." She asked me to show her, you know, show her all the fucked up things in wrestling. You know, I mean, naturally, people that first come into wrestling are like, show me the most fucked up thing you can think of. All right, cool. So I showed her all the McFoley stuff, right? Yeah. Hell in a Cell, you know, uh, well, all the Hell in a Cells McFoley's ever been in, you know, hardcore moments, you know, him and Vader. And he's like, so you showed her all the bad things. So I was like, well, I mean, she asked for it, right? And so he, yeah. yeah, he pulled her over to the table and was like, hey, I want to show you all my injuries. And then like showed her the missing teeth, the missing ear, like his cool. back stuff, scars. I was like, dude, that is awesome. Yeah, she was into that. Yeah. <laughs> he knew that she was a, she was a state of masochist. Yeah. yeah, dude. And like, he's always been great at fucking reading, reading the oh, room yeah. and knowing what to, how to make everyone feel like he cares yeah because i think he does and he's oh yeah one of those people that can do that and yeah he knows how to fucking yeah work that man and he fucking yeah like that's what that's what you do and like i think there's a wrestling for everyone yeah we say you don't like wrestling i, I bet i could find something you'd like that you would enjoy if i showed it to you um you know Maybe it's midget wrestling. Yeah. Have you ever been to a midget wrestling show? No. Dude. <laughs> the most, like, I think I told you this before, but the biggest pop that I heard in the last five years at least was at a midget wrestling show. Nice. And the, the biggest, like, the one of the smallest pops they got was just them standing on the rope out to the crowd like this. Just huge fucking pop, dude. Like, it's crazy, dude. Like, and all those shows, they fucking sell out. Um, I got a buddy in Connecticut. He goes around with with them and referees. Nice. And, um, yeah, dude. Uh, dude, man, those shows, that's, that's how you fucking, that's how you book a wrestling show, man. You fucking, dude, it's crazy. Like, they do, they have like, like, I think, I'm pretty sure they must have an A and B squad. Um, Probably. And they're doing fucking two towns a night, dude, like in different parts of the country. Wow. And they'll go to these bars and fucking just sell these things out, dude. Like, um, yeah, I saw them in fucking, in Lava Spr or Lava Hot Springs, uh, Idaho um at this outdoor bar dude and the show was like it was pretty short it's not it was, i was about to say it was it was the show was not even an hour long <laughs> and dude everybody was fucking loving it afterwards they went and like were the fucking celebrities around town because it's just this little tiny hot spring town yeah and 
dude, I mean, there, I think there was 500 people there at this fucking wow. event. And, Holy shit. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. And yeah, dude. And then, yeah, they go and they'll hang out and drink with everyone afterwards. I don't drink, so like, mm. but so I mean, just like afterwards, they'd be there just fucking getting life of the party with everyone. Everyone wants to fucking hang with them and out in BFE. Uh, out in BFE, dude. Fucking, yeah. All BFE all day, dude. And, dude, they fucking are over. That's how you get over. And if you're not a midget. Also, they got to call it, they, they got to be proud to call themselves midgets, too. Or yeah. dwarves. They're like the ones I saw was dwarfinators. Dwarfinators, nice. Yeah, dude. It was fucking cool. I saw, so, I saw their shirt at uh like a goodwill or savers or something and it said extreme dwarfinators wrestling and i was like oh dude i'm gonna get this shit I like it's fucking awesome I naturally had to google it and i'm like oh dude they're fucking doing a show up at lava hot springs which is like one of my favorite places uh <laughs> shout out to them if they want to give me a lifetime membership um <laughs> You know, going up there and they're like doing a show like a month later up there. And uh, so I'm like, fuck, yeah. okay, we got to go. We got to do this shit. We can stay and like hit the hot springs and fucking uh, go to this dwarf show, dude. But yeah, and there's going to be some uh, show, I think, with micro wrestling, um, micro wrestling federation. They're getting a show on TLC that starts up. In like a month nice would be cool but dude those midget shows dude i highly suggest going to one if you see them coming uh around you somewhere uh coming coming on around you <laughs> in or around my area in or around your area let me, let me see if i can find a shirt real quick okay oh goodness i love rusty rusty's awesome I see this shirt and I'm like, oh dude, hell yeah. That is I'm sick. Gonna, I'm getting this shit, dude. Um, and so yeah, I looked up, I'm like, dude, I'm like, oh man. Cause I had a while, dude, in Salt Lake City. I was finding wrestling shirts all the time for a while. And man, I saw that one. I'm like, yeah, I gotta look that shit up. I gotta fucking check that shit out. That's fucking gotta be cool. And yeah, um, it was a lot of fun. Just the short, short show. So make sure you're there early. Short show. Make sure you're there early, man. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Oh goodness. Um. Yeah, dude. So yeah, if you ever fucking need wrestling, do you? So do you watch any wrestling? Like, do you go on on Peacock or do you go oh, on yeah. YouTube and watch other kinds of wrestling? Is there anything that's been like interesting? You've gotten into so um i i really like watching uh the current ww product because it's 
It's really good, right? Like, I, and like the new or the new this new era in WWE has like gotten so much, in my opinion, so much better over the past year and a half. Yeah. Um, no, I I don't think that they've had a bad premium live event or pay per view, whatever they want to call, and uh, and so that has been really good. Um, I stopped watching AEW. I did too. It's just not in, entertaining anymore. It's very, uh, very rinse and repeat. Yep, yep. Uh, I, I don't know because I I was with it for a while. I was with it for a while. I might come back to it at some point, but yeah, right now it's just not quite uh, hit hitting my clip right. Yeah, so hitting my, my, my clip right. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck uh yeah it's just like there's give me a second i'm gonna go to the bathroom and i'll explain why i don't like aew anymore one second okay so you guys you have to remember that so um so yeah so we we got that like so shout out to shout out to my sponsors hypnosis is great go back and watch the commercial at the beginning if you want uh maybe you're just hearing it on the podcast because you listen because you can't drive and <laughs> you can't drive and I can't even talk and drive drive your car while watching this video and you can just be careful be careful especially with my hypnotic voice you better watch out don't don't get too hypnotized while you're talking um, you got a big old, uh, you know, glove, some, uh, some belts back there at that, that fucking perfect belt. The, the jewels on the other belt, it's so weird looking. I don't know. It's such a weird logo it's very bedazzled it seems like it's a fucking heel belt is what i think so you hate aew because i can't hear you sorry i muted it okay Uh, i don't hate aew i just don't watch them anymore uh don't wish them um to go under business or anything like that but it's like a very basic formula of things that when you watch as a fan, like you can pick out that are going to happen. I know that if Mox gets in a match, he's going to bleed. All right. I know that if MJF gets on the, on a microphone, MJF is going to cut an edgy promo and he's going to reference WWE or his contract at least three or four times yeah. at a minimum. Um, somebody on the program is going to shit on WWE um, once or maybe twice. I know that the acclaimed are going to do it. Uh, also, um, there's going to be about a thousand super kicks. Probably maybe uh, around there. Yeah. And, and maybe a, give or take a two. Half, half the amount of destroyers. Yep. And um Orange Cassidy is going to go over who he's going, who who he's facing, and it doesn't matter who he's facing. 
in a 30 minute match in a 30 minute match it could be mox it could be mjf it could be jesus christ himself he is gonna go over his opponent in a 30 minute match dude i fucking and it was the fucking hot open for like two three months like the first 30 minutes i'm just like fast forwarding and fast forwarding like is this shit over yet like fuck dude like this is such a waste right and i had i had a conversation with jay lethal about that too right uh because i i got to meet him as well and and i said i said you know my my biggest problem is uh you know how am i supposed to believe that 150 pound Orange Cassidy soaking wet is going to beat Wardlow. Not that it happened, but that's probably what would happen. How am I supposed? How am I supposed to believe that 150 pound Darby Allen, love Darby, but how how am I supposed to believe he's going to beat Samoa Joe? Because he's fucking do his does uh, insane bumps. Right, and and uh, and and uh, Jay Lethal was like, you know, the suspension of disbelief, and I was like, no, I understand that. But as a wrestling fan, you're looking at it and you're like, this man is about to get murdered by Joe. Yeah. Right? Can I do a quick side note? Yes. Did you ever see the move that kind of got Darby, uh, basically that got Darby signed? No. Um, that, okay. Uh, it was like during one of the WrestleManias during like the other shows that were going on. Yeah. Um. Allen, oh man, dude, I don't even know how to explain it. Uh, and um, yeah, one of those shows, like, and it was like the moment of the the weekend. In whole, so it was Ethan Page and and Darby. Okay. I do like Ethan Page. Yeah, I I do too, man. Um, geez, I like Danhausen as well. You like Danhausen? Fucking love Danhausen. Yeah, how often can you <laughs> like? How often I do you, do you love love, him? love that Danhausen. Love that Danhausen. No, not every show. I would like to see him every once in a while, but I love that Dan Housen. And his YouTube channel is awesome. What's he doing on his YouTube channel? Uh, he does a bunch of different things. He does uh, some product reviews. Uh, sometimes he goes out to like toy stores because he's he's a toy collector. Okay. Stuff like that, yeah. Uh, sometimes it's like backstage stuff. Him and uh, he, he antagonizes RJ City quite a bit, and it's funny. Um. Yeah, dude. I I like R. J. City. <laughs> Just kind of crazy. Yeah. Um. Man. I don't know. I I don't know where that is. I'd I'd have to uh figure that out later. Um. So if you ever check, want to check that out? Yeah, Darby and Ethan Page and uh Evolve. Okay. Um, and, dude. Yeah. It's just gnarly. Like I don't know. Like I just remember watching. I'm like, why? Why would you do this? Why would you? But then he does it all. So yeah, I the nookie come on the nookie come on. <laughs> so you can take that cookie. <laughs> it's it's just, yeah, yeah. I 
that you know and that's you know and, and here's another thing is like people get injured so frequently on AEW that it's it's I feel yeah. really bad, right? And they, it doesn't feel like they're practicing or like they're doing the ring work outside of the ring. I don't think so either. And I think that's something that's important to do. Yeah. Um, I think it's very important to do that. I mean, like, like, look, look, you know, Darius Martin gets injured every three or four months and then he's gone for a year. Yeah. All right, there's something wrong here. There, there's a formula that's missing. There's something that they're not doing. And then Tony Khan has zero, in my opinion, has zero backbone. I, I mean, he doesn't. Yeah, he shouldn't be fucking doing that. Like he shouldn't be. He should have someone else booking for him. I assume he does, but like, still, like, feel like it's someone. I don't know. Some people should be booking. Some people shouldn't be booking. And your EVP should not be wrestlers. Sorry, it should not be on the active roster. Yeah, I don't. But I don't, a lot of bookers are on the active roster too, and that's fucking. Uh, you know, like, come on. Yeah. Like you, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of promotions I've worked with where the where the booker is, you know, the on the show and has the belt and, like. Yep. What? Why? Trying to get yourself over. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Yeah. I don't fucking... I don't get it, but what you gonna do, man? What you gonna fucking do? So, nope. Yeah. Um, so, are you watching... You ever watch... Uh, what's your like stance with Lucha, Lucha Libre? Uh, so I've watched some AAA. Uh, AAA is all right. Um, I've watched. I don't know if you watched it back in the day, but Lucha Underground fucking no. loved Lucha Underground. Yeah. yeah, loved it. Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. Yeah, and that I mean that you, you seen. Yeah, you seen guys like Ricochet in there, and and Santos Escobar, and um, you know Ray was in there for a little bit. Um, Brian Cage, e- even EO Sky or EO Shirai, however you want to say that. Uh, and um, uh, Kyrie Sane was in there. There's a bunch of people that were in there that, unless you paid attention, and Pentagon. I loved the angle with Pentagon and uh, and and Vampiro. That was an awesome fucking angle. Yeah, it was cool getting Vampiro in there because it, it, why not? Yeah, I love Vampiro. Yeah. Vampire is a wild motherfucker. Decent, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's wild. Apparently, he's yeah. back in NWA now. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I, I don't know. I'll turn on NWA, but I usually only just watch one match, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah, he's. Uh, I guess he's feuding with uh, ICP now, and they're in NWA. Man. Dude, I just so this morning on TikTok, mm-hmm. oh. a, a video. It was uh, God suggested me probably because I was talking about Juggalos yesterday, and uh, it's Juggalos visiting Santa Claus. And, <laughs> uh, dude, <laughs> like, yeah, that's the fucking that's the 
page, man. That's something people make, man. But like, it was pretty funny, dude. I, yeah, yeah. Juggalos are cool, man. Juggalos yeah. are cool for the most part. There's a few that are are. There's, I mean, there's a few bad apples in everything. Yeah. Sometimes those bad apples shine a little more than other places, but. Yeah. You know, jugglers for the most part are pretty fucking cool people. But, yeah. yeah, I've, I, you know, I, I had that mindset that like, uh, jugglers were a cult, you know, or uh, a gang, if you will. And I actually looked into, uh, into ICP and like, you know, did some, some stuff, you know, watching some of their stuff. They're genuinely nice people. Yeah. Violent uh, Jay and Shaggy are, eh, well, well, from what I've seen, they are genuinely yeah. are. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know, but I don't know how much is an act and how much is it. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's another thing, too. Like, I, I don't know that. I remember them fucking uh, being on Love Line, uh, which was, yeah. you know, it was old radio show. And, dude, they come on there and, dude, they'd say the most fucked up shit, dude. Like, yeah. But, uh, probably just an act yeah probably just an act but yeah dude it was it was crazy man i fucking love love line that's that's part of the reason uh podcast nice so, you know uh, yeah. that was always the thing we uh i had a friend on here and um in high school we had uh, like a boom box put in his locker mm-hmm. and every night we'd take a cassette tape and record love line we listen to it at his locker uh, at lunch or you know and whenever we could however much we could during that time but um yeah dude love line was fucking cool man adam crow and dr drew dude that was some that was some cool shit that was yeah yeah staying up for that nostalgia nostalgia capitalism yeah that that (laughs) fucking conan o'brien dude like Capitalism. Yeah, cap- Jesus. The fucking capitalism. Capitalism coming right at me, dude. Like <laughs> coming for me, dude. Like there it is. <laughs> fucking nostalgia and capitalism fucking hitting Jesus. me. Oh man, during Halloween I was like um I was searching up commercials for some reason and this like nostalgia commercials came up, like Halloween nostalgia commercials and and I, I was watching it. It was like 45 minutes to an hour of just like commercials from Halloween time, like when we were kids. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, this is so good. Capitalism. Capitalist. Was it on YouTube? Like a compilation? Yeah, yeah it was cool. a compilation. Yeah. Dude, it's fucking cool. Like, I like that a lot that they yeah. do that. Uh, like some of the Portland wrestling things that are on, like they kept the old commercials in there and shit. And like, it's pretty cool, like watching those old ones from there and uh, like local commercials. And um, yeah, dude, it's still dumb. Like, we watch these fucking old commercials on YouTube, but then don't want to watch the commercials that are on right now. We pay to fucking not have to watch them. Right. So we go and watch these old commercials. Capitalism. Capitalism. Uh, Capitalism. Uh, <laughs> fucking. Get get us, man. That's why we're fucking eating fucking tricks and shit. Jesus. I don't know Jesus. why I had tricks, dude. <laughs> I don't know why I had tricks, dude. It's probably 
been at least a decade. I remember Jeez. I tried it like ten years ago. It's still weird. Yeah, it's one yeah. of those Captain Crunch kind of uh things that sear the fucking uh top of your mouth the roof. Capitalism. Capitalism, dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> give you that fucking thing so you're fucking wanting it back, man. You want Bro, that, I got you want, you want that shredded roof. I got I got I got a box of uh of of chocolate uh rice krispies up 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 above my fridge. It's fucking nostalgia capitalism. Nostalgia, dude. Capitalism, dude, coming at us, dude. It's like, just beating us in the face. Yeah, like you remember this, dude? You remember fucking watching commercials and like eating chocolate rice krispies fucking cereal? Yep. Okay, let's let's do this now. Rock and sock 'em robots, capitalism. Yeah, capitalism. I got them. I got I don't got them, but like, you know, you gotta fucking you can get them. Uh man, like the fucking uh Pokemon, like how fucking great that was, dude. Like capitalism. Gotta fucking catch them all, dude. Like I wasn't into fucking Pokemon like an anime. That was never <laughs> something I think you are. You, yeah, you seem like you are. I am not, very much. Okay. okay, yeah. Uh, you gotta catch them all, dude. Like it's fucking capitalism. Capitalism is fucking brilliant. It's right. fucking brilliant. Like, dude, you gotta get all these. Like, if you don't get all of them, like, who are you, man? Right, right. They're gonna start re-releasing VHSs. Capitalism. Cap, dude, man. I got. I'm down to. <laughs> do I, only, I have. Well, I have two over there. I, so I have one VCR for sale, two that I'm keeping, and a TV VCR. You know what that is? Capitalism. 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 <laughs> I'm fucking holding on to those things, dude, because I fucking want to. I want to watch it on there because it sounds and looks better, dude. Right. I want shit all fucking looking clean and nice. I want there to be some grittiness in that. Some shit. griminess, capitalism. Griminess, capitalism. <laughs> capitalism, griminess, dude. You gotta have it. Oh shit! I went. Yeah, dude. I went. Like they have this. Uh, this big. Uh, flea market that's oh, open dude. all the time, right? Yeah. I fucking. I I I came around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> big ass section of VHSs with nothing but Disney movies, capitalism. Capitalism. <laughs> how much were they fucking charging? Because five the bucks. Diamond. Jesus Christ, dude! Like, yeah, dude, yeah. Capitalism. Capitalism. Dude, fuck those. Oh man, I can't tell you how many people I see fucking put those at crazy fucking amounts. Because they heard one time on YouTube someone listed it for fucking this amount. Did what did it sell for? for like a dollar. Two dollars, yeah. But um, it just went around. It's like, oh yeah, dude, you get fucking shitloads of money. Capitalism is capitalism. Capitalism, dude. Fucking coming <laughs> back, dude. Man, those I bought those. Uh, very very rarely. I I bought a few that were like, I don't know, kind of. They weren't like, I don't know, the more obscure ones to to resell. And Beanie Babies, I bought a thing at Beanie Babies once. Capitalism. Capitalism. <laughs> dude, I bought those, dude. I bought, and like, I do, I couldn't figure out what the fuck to do with them. Like, they weren't selling. And I think I had, I think I had $50 into them. 
and I had like a big garbage bag full of them. And I ended up selling Witching them. To them. Someone. Oh. What? Witching them. Should... Yeah. I should have. I was about to because it was like, it was just in a big box at first. Yeah. And, uh, like, get the fucking box out. Like, <laughs> what you, this isn't selling. It's a big box. And then uh, someone who was like a ski instructor for kids bought them. Because you go and like, throw them out and use them as like things to go around or like have them put them on their head to keep their fucking head level while they're going down the hill um capitalism capitalism <laughs> thought, like that's what i need i need fucking beanie babies dude so um yeah man fucking capitalism dude covid fucking hit us with capitalism mm-hmm. hard, dude and it yeah that's i just went for it now like yeah now i have all these records and nudie magazines now behind <laughs> or in front of me so if you're ever in the fucking if you guys need some nudie magazines i can get you nudie magazines nudie magazine day nudie magazine day <laughs> yeah. dude. and that's what it, what it was dude it was like a fucking great nudie magazine day <laughs> you know, capitalism 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 back to fucking 1993 Jesus Christ. Uh, 90, maybe 94. Land of the bush. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I dude, I definitely have some in here with some fucking big bush. Big bush in here. I got some old ones. Oh, how 70s of you. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, capitalism. Capitalism. So, dude, okay. Uh, were you in the age of or area of where people would put uh, nudie magazines in the out in the forest in the woods like in a tree like no but dude okay i maybe it was like the, i was in the very tail end of it or where i lived there was stuff with that but um you know that was kind of a thing and i didn't realize that until i started talking about it with someone a year or two ago uh and i guess people would just it was like uh you know take a penny leave a penny kind of a thing <laughs> leave your old fucking nudie magazine out in the tree um but i mean yeah where i was i mean it was always raining so it wasn't as practical <laughs> as it would be very sticky yeah very sticky <laughs> yeah dude i yeah I had some guy offer, make an offer to me uh, with requesting uh, something like that off of eBay. No way. Yep, way. And I was like, eh, no, I'm good, dude. I'm oh, good. Sweet. Like, that's like on the level of asking for feed pictures. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, dude, also another thing, wrestling fans. Asking for for stuff, dude. Uh, let let me tell you about the women wrestlers. Oh. The, the the messages they've gotten. Um, if I you can, can imagine. imagine it, it's happened. If oh. you can imagine it, it's happened. It's like fucking, uh, kind of like rule number thirty four of the internet, with I, making porn. Uh, you know, th- it's there's the same as if you can think of it. There's there's been somebody that's on WWE that I know used to sell her uh her her shit literal shit to people. 
sure. Dude, I, I don't doubt it. And there's, I mean, if they're fucking doing it and people are doing it, people want it, there's a demand. Sure. Okay. Supply and demand. Yeah, dude. But if you get creeped up by that shit, just fucking close everything down. Like, <laughs> if you're a woman, shut it down. You're going to get creepy, creepy shit. Yeah. Uh, even if, even if you're like, you go and you're wearing a, like a, a full body suit or a, a burka or something like dude, you're still gonna get fucking people i want to smell your sweat uh-huh dude, <laughs> dude yeah dude i mean as a guy dude i got fucking a fair amount but no. I can't imagine what fucking women get. Holy... no yeah. way yeah from both yeah. men and women yeah 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 Dude, it's fucking weird. We're more, uh, more men, M- much more men. That's surprising. Uh, yeah, well, the wrestling fans. There's not a lot of wrestling fan women that are as into requesting things as mm. men. Mm. It seems to be more of a guy thing. This is weird. Yeah. It's a tad weird. <laughs> yeah, kind of weird. So. But you're just like, okay, well, thank you. Let let me let me pass you off to somebody who may be more open to this. Might help you. Yeah. I can't help uh, you, but let me get you to somebody that can. Yeah. Like here you go. Sure, I'll fucking jerk off on your face and slap you in the fucking back of the <laughs> you know, back of the leg six times. Well, dude, what so one time. One time, one time, one time, before I was a wrestler, man, I had this guy, man. Uh, so he fucking told me this story about how he was like, got with this woman, and she was of Asian, I think, descent. Mm-hmm. And her family was very like he got her pregnant or something, and her family was very conservative, and they wanted to they wanted to punish him, and they said, and so he told me this, and he said he's like, "How old are you?" And I was like, "Like twenty seven or something, maybe somewhere in there." Like okay, well, I see you're you're kind of a strong guy. I'm like yeah, no, not really, but kind of I guess. Uh, you work out, you know. Um, and he's like, well, so what I want you to do, cause this, if they're into this, my family, I think they'll 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 be into this. Uh, her family, I want you to tie me up in a chair, and I want you to whip me every hour on the hour until I pass out from the pain for 27 hours every hour on the hour and I will give you X amount of money and then and then he said but if you want X amount of money plus Y amount of money at the end of this I want you to take a dull butter knife and slowly grab my nipple and saw it off. 
What? Yep. What the fuck? Yeah, that was that was an interesting one. Um, I don't, I don't even know, man. I had a punchline <laughs> for that before. Holy! My shit. first jokes I used to tell, but um, I forgot the punchline. But it was capitalism. Really Capitalism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, fucking capitalism, dude. Like, I could have made that money. It made me. I could have thought about all those things I could have bought, but capitalism. Right. For fucking whipping a guy until he passes out for twenty-seven hours, twenty-seven times, and then slowly uh, sawing his nip. Slowly sawing his nipple off with a dull butter knife. Jesus Christ! Capitalism. Capitalism. Dude. <laughs> God, I, fuck, that, that's like changed the trajectory of like my day. <laughs> now I'm just going to be like, okay, get away from my nipples, everybody. Yeah, unless you, only if you have a dull butter knife, if it's sharp, then it's, don't worry about it, man. If someone's coming at you with a sharp knife. You know it's not going to your, it's not going toward your nipple, but a dull one will. Right, a dull one, dude, you see that shit, watch out, watch out. Run the other way. I, I was telling my friend about it. My friend and I were mutual acquaintances of this guy. And I guess he said that he told him the same thing to do it. Whoa. Yeah. So wow. that was a, a thing we got to bond over. Was... <laughs> Bonding over trauma. <laughs> Bonding over trauma, dude. You know, that, it happens a lot. It happens a lot. There's a lot of bond over trauma. Yeah. Um, that's why we have have these these shows man like bonding over trauma because capitalism capitalism is like nostalgia dude capitalism and nostalgia yeah jesus what, what we do man um why not why not dude god damn it rusty yeah it's what we what we fucking do man and i'm i'm happy we get to do this Yes. Kind of stuff, dude. Um, but I feel like I'm holding you up, uh, and I, I'm flibber blabbing about nipples, jabbing <laughs> and nipples, and telling stories I shouldn't tell. Uh, I don't know. I even told that story on this podcast. There's a first for everything. Yeah. So yeah, today you guys you get some fucking stories. Um, My jaw hurts from laughing. Good. That's that's the kind of show that uh, that you have. That's what happens here on the Public Access podcast and Public uh, Access and on on your shows, which I've been on three of. Yeah. Which, uh, and now you have seventeen. And so, what what are your links <laughs> to, to see you to see you or listen to you? Oh Here man, you, I'll, you I'll can place it to. Okay, you can find me anywhere. Uh, you listen to podcasts, uh, Recover Out Loud podcast, or Beyond the Veil. Uh, you can find me at Beyond the Veil as well. That's my supernatural show, paranormal show. Uh, my link tree. You can look up my link tree and see everything I'm doing. And uh, yeah. Cool. That's easy. And yeah, I'll, uh, I'll put the links in there so you guys can, can find it. And I already did the thumbnail thumbnail is done so yeah dude thanks for coming on uh because someone yesterday wanted to know show and you told me if someone ever knows shows how's your new couch 
Oh man, the new couch is nice, man. Really yeah. fucking nice. It's stiff and That's it's good. thin. You Not thin. Want, yeah, you don't want a couch you get too comfortable on. Yeah, then I do. You get, then you get fat. Then you get <laughs> fat and your fucking back starts hurting. I want a couch where I can sit there and I can look at TV and then I wake up five hours later. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, that's what I have. You don't <laughs> you don't want it. You think you want it until you want it. Or until you have to move. And you have to move a big fucking heavy couch. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Now I just have two chairs. Yeah. I've got little chairs. A long couch and then we have a small chair and then this massive weird ottoman that's like cylindrical. It's yeah. weird. It's weird. It's not like a regular ottoman, like square. It's like cylindrical and long. It's probably about as long as the couch. And you just throw your feet up there and boom to boom. Yeah, boom to boom. All right. That sounds like a good plan. Um, Bing bop boop. Did you ever watch Kayfabe the movie? I have not. Okay. I have to watch it. That should be your homework. It's going to be my homework. That's going to be your homework, man. It's on YouTube, uh, the whole movie. Okay. Hey, Fabe, the movie. It's, yeah, it's about, um, about wrestling. Okay. I'm putting it in my notes right now. Yeah. Hey, Fabe, the movie. Yeah. It's like a, a mockumentary, uh, about wrestling. Okay. It's in my notes. Cool. Um, all right, dude. Well, thanks for being on, man, and fucking good seeing you, man. And uh, yeah, I'll have to come back on on your show uh, to so I can book myself uh, and get people's live reaction when I decide to book myself on their show. So I can be like, so can I come back on your show? I mean, you already know that. You already know you can. You're always welcome. Right. Let me know, man, when you got an opening, and I'll fucking uh, do some capitalism. Yeah. Capitalism. Capitalism. All right. All right. I got to go take a number two. Cool. All right. All right. Enjoy it. Right. Okay. Well, uh, so you got you got number one and number two. That's all you guys were here. So thank you guys for being here and listening or watching wherever you are. Thank you for making it to the end. That was over two hours. So maybe about two hours. I guess we talked for a little bit. But thank you, everybody, for listening here on the Rusty Diamond Podcast Network. I'm your host, Rusty Diamond, and that is the show. Man. Oh, no. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker.